Welcome in to another great edition of That Sports Show. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. This is our weekly Impact Media all-sport offering where we talk everything not combat sports or hockey. We have standalone shows for that. Welcome in. Lots to get into. And uh, we're very much going to get into it. Uh, got a little baseball to talk about, a little local flair. Got, I got to mention that. I can't can't do this show, can't say I'm an Atlanta-based show, and not talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk some United. They actually just kicked off a few minutes ago. We're going to go over my god-awful picks from last week. I whew, didn't see some of those coming. We're going to talk some Georgia State. But first... Let's talk. About some of the big NFL headlines. And there are some big ones. Uh, Good, bad, indifferent. They're kind of all over the place. But we're going to start there. Uh, In fact, for the most part, not a lot of positive news. Uh, if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you watch Derrick Henry hurt his foot this week, he might be out the rest of the year. They did sign Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. I don't know what that means. He hasn't played in 18 months or better. He might have been, might have been a couple years now. So, I mean, he's also like 34, 35, 36, somewhere in there. I don't know. Maybe Adrian's got something left. We, uh, he's got to make the full squad first. I don't think he'd be ready this week. And Tennessee fans, if you can hang on long enough, uh, maybe you can alter your plan. But I, I don't know. That's that's a rough one. Another rough one. Jameis Winston tore his ACL and damaged his MCL with that. It was oof. it was a horse collar tackle. They didn't call it. But, I mean, it, it's different. The tackle caused uh, his, his need to go in a direction that it's not supposed to go. He's done for the year. And you got to think, so is his Saints tenure at the end of that. Uh, Trevor Simeon came in. I'll be honest, I'm right there with most of the other media people and fans like you guys that I've spoken to. I did not realize Trevor Simeon was still in the league. But I know where he's at now. Because he came in and played his rear off. Absolutely. 
Sean Payton might be the best coach in the league because of what he did with a backup quarterback right there. They had no business. They were close to winning that game. They were facing Brady and the Bucks, And they continued to win. Holy cow. Trevor Simeon looked good. I think the fact that he looked pretty good. You know, you got Taysom Hill, who is supposed to be off concussion protocol possibly this week. Uh, but, I mean, you don't want to immediately throw him in. So it looks like Simeon could start. Uh, who else would they bring in? Cam Newton? No. Sean Payton said, we're going to keep it in-house. That tells you everything you need to know. That tells you that Cam is probably done in this league because he's coached against him for years. So if he doesn't want to bring him in, then he doesn't think he can help him. But Trevor Simeon, it was the the week of, of backup quarterbacks shining. I'll get into a little bit of that a little bit later on, but uh, I hate it for Winston. He's going to have to go for a third chance somewhere else. It's not going to be there. Uh, I don't know that Trevor Simeon is the answer next year, but at least for the rest of this year, I could see that, and I could see them keeping him as the backup or or perennial starter until they draft one or acquire one from somewhere. There's some other ones around, but... Hey, the fact that they're rolling with Trevor Simeon when they could have had Josh Rosen, they could have had, they could have made a move for Sam Darnold. They didn't want those guys. Sean Payton knew something about Trevor Simeon, and hey, he's got a little bit of a resurgence. Fantastic for him. Uh, let's let's go ahead and get into the other negative news so that we can uh, end this segment on a positive note because there are a couple positive notes. Henry Ruggs, on Tuesday morning, I believe, at 2 a.m., now that all, a lot of the reports have came out, apparently was going over 150 miles an hour while under the influence. And he struck another car. And... Yes, I know that lady's name. I am not going to say it on here for respect for the family and their privacy, but um, the female and her dog in the car that he struck going over 150 miles an hour while under the influence, they didn't make it. And that's not even the end of it. Ruggs, who apparently has had some other violations for speeding a lot out that way, uh, in one of the quickest moves I've ever seen, he's facing anywhere between 2 to 20 years in jail, in prison, because he was charged with DUI or DWI, I can't remember, it was one or the other with a fatality, basically. He's being charged for it, as he should. I'm not saying throw the book at this guy, but not. If you're going to do the action, you got to be ready for the consequence, and it's unfortunate. But in the quickest move I've seen, the Las Vegas Raiders, by yesterday afternoon, maybe they heard the rest of, of uh, this information before it was released to, to the public, they released it. 
Henry Ruggs no longer employed by the Vegas Raiders. Now, I don't know about any kind of guarantees that he might have had coming uh, off his drafted contract as far as that. But that was really fast. Young, promising career, even if he got the minimum, even if he doesn't do jail time, I you got to make better choices than this, ladies and gentlemen. We all know that if one of us are at, uh, throwing back a few daddy sodas, as we call them, at times a few adult beverages, and you know you're approaching that, that limit or maybe you're over that limit of uh, just probably not safe to operate a motor vehicle safely, safely being the key. There are options. There are friends and relatives that you make and call if uh, you don't want to do that or are not available to do that. If they are not available to do that, there are services such as Uber and Lyft. There are still taxis in a lot of places. You can safely get somewhere if you are over the legal limit. The NFL even has a service. And I know years ago, a lot of players didn't want to use this service because they thought it would get back to management that, hey, they're out a lot. This is the third time we've picked them up and, you know, and, and given them a ride home, which is the safer thing to do. But they, they, they didn't want that reputation to get around, so they would shy away from it. There, there's no excuse now. There's no excuse. This is the absolute worst thing that could happen. The only thing absolutely worse than this is if if he uh, would have passed as well, if he wouldn't have made it out of this wreck. And and I hate it for everybody involved, but especially the family of this lady and her dog. But folks, this is this is why your parents or your grandparents or any kind of adult usually stays on you when you start to get. Either you develop these habits or when you're starting to get into adulthood, that you have to watch your choices. And speeding at 150 miles an hour anywhere is bad enough. But while you're under the influence, it's just it's just reckless. And it's unfortunate. A lot of people are like, well, what does this mean for his career? It does that's that's like fifth or sixth on the uh, on the checklist at this point. It is about atoning for your, you know, facing the consequences of your actions. And once that happens, then we can talk about whatever this is. You know, when Michael Vick got busted for the dogfighting ring, he faced the consequences of his actions, and he was able to come back into the league. I'm not concerned one bit about Henry Ruggs and if he ever plays in the NFL again. If we get to that point, then great. We'll assess it at that point. But at this point, it's about him facing the consequences for a multitude of bad choices here. And that's just where I sit with it. That's just where I sit with it because this was unfortunate, it was unnecessary, and it was reckless you got to do better, especially if you're a celebrity, especially if you're a big-time athlete. You have to be the example of what not to do. 
or what or the example of what to do and not do things like this. But I said I want to end on a positive note. You know, thoughts, prayers, and condolences. No, no, absolutely. Thoughts, prayers, and condolences to uh, this lady's family. It's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. And, and I actually applaud the effort to the Raiders to immediately cut ties and just go, we're done with this. We're not waiting this out. We're not going to try to skirt through this and see if he makes it. Th- no, we're done. We're done here. And I, I agree. All right. Trade deadline happened Tuesday at 4. The biggest trade to me that happened, there was a couple smaller ones here and there, people picking up pieces or things like that. Uh, For one, the trade deadline is way too early in the year. It needs to be two or three weeks from now because right now you don't know if you're still in it or not. You're halfway through the year. A lot of people are like, well, we're three games out of the wild card. We can still make that. Where if you're three games out in a couple weeks from now, you're you're not in it. The biggest trade to me, the most impactful one so far that I've seen. There may have been one that's skirted by this one. Von Miller is going to go from the Denver Broncos to the L.A. Rams for basically a second and third round pick this upcoming draft. That's incredible. And this is the Rams. The Rams are not worried about lottery tickets, a.k.a. the draft. They're not worried about trying to... uh, pick the needle out of a haystack and get the the one rookie that could really do things. They are about using draft picks to accumulate players. The opposite of what most people do. Most people will say, well, I got this really good player. Maybe I can get some good draft picks and get the replacement. An already great defense is adding Vaughn Miller, who seems to be healthy and and ready to play. That's going to be just unreal. I mean, on a team that already has, what, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. <laughs> now you have Vaughn Miller. That's that's just crazy. Just crazy. Like I said, it's, it's just, this is the Rams telling everybody we are going for it. The problem... Here's the issue. When you continue to give up draft capital, most of the time that is your depth. That is two, three, possibly even next year, but two, three, four years from now, where's the depth? But they're pretty much going for broke. It's it's push all the chips to the middle. If they if they go broke, then they go broke. You gotta applaud their efforts there. And then lastly. It was the it was the week of the backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon, his incredible his incredible just incredible performance against Brady and the Patriots. I mean, not the Patriots, but I'm so used to saying that. And the Buccaneers, uh, Trevor Simeon, absolutely insane. Uh, what about Cooper Rush and him leading Dallas to a victory over Minnesota? For one, that tells you everything you need to know about Minnesota. They had a chance to win this, and the Cowboys were willing to to not be on the winning end of it if they had to be to rest Dak Prescott. At this point, as good as Cooper Rush looked, you could actually rest him another week or so if you really wanted to. 
Why not? And then, by far, the offensive player of the week was Mike White. Former Cowboy, by the way. You're welcome. Mike White, who led a comeback by the Jets to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the better teams in the league so far this year. He is the second quarterback since 1950 with 400-plus pass yards in his first career start. Guess who the other one was? We mentioned him earlier in the show. Cameron Newton. That's incredible. And if you're the Jets, we know Zach Wilson was the guy you drafted high. We know you traded for Joe Flacco. We know Mike White is the backup slash potential third string guy. But if Zach Wilson's not ready to go this week, and by the way, the coach was floundering when asked what happens when he comes back. If Zach Wilson doesn't play this week, I don't think he will. And Mike White plays again and plays at least two-thirds to this level. I've got to consider Mike White being my starter and seeing what I can get for Zach Wilson. Maybe you can get a first or a second round pick somewhere else. There are people who need quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. I think Mike White at the moment, this is only after one game, Mike White is slightly better. And for everybody that's like, oh, but you just got Zach this year. and, and oh, Okay, well, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen got drafted, had an okay rookie year. Gets a new coach. The GM decides to go for broke, drafts Kyler Murray, sends Josh Rosen to, what, Miami? Now Josh Rosen is the second or third string in Atlanta. It happens. It happens. Once again, the draft is a crapshoot. There's no sure thing. You don't know what's going to pan out. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's not going to pan out. I'm just saying if Mike White continues to play this way, i got to consider trying to see what I can get for my top pick. But Trevor Simeon, Mike White, Cooper Rush, kudos to you guys. Just incredible weeks when nobody thought you had a chance. Nobody. Uh, we just talked about the Cowboys a little bit. Big victory for them. On uh, Sunday Night Football, I believe, uh, 20 to 16 over the Vikings. Vikings got a lot of questions ahead of them. The Thursday night game, we actually talked about it on last week's show. Uh, Packers 24, Cardinals 21. Here's a development for this upcoming week. Is that see? Is it one of the games I picked? It is not. Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for the virus which means he's going to miss a minimum of... He's going to miss this week's game. And he could potentially miss next week's because I think it's come to light that we're not sure that he's vaccinated, which means under protocol, he could he could miss up to 10 to 14 days. That puts him into next week. That's That's a whole different thing. And apparently there's something going around in their locker room because you had Devontae Adams and Adam uh, was uh, Lazard. I forgot his first name, but uh, Lazard, both of them were out of last week's game because of the COVID protocol. 
pretty sure Devontae Adams had it. That's why he was out longer. Uh, Packers got to put it together because they have a big, big game against Kansas City this week that is suddenly a lot better game. If it's no Aaron Rodgers, it's the Jordan Love show versus Mahomes in a game he's got to have, a game just got a lot better. Told you about the Bengals and the Jets with the Jets winning uh, that one by a field goal. Titans, even though they beat the Colts in a game they needed to, and they have a three-game lead over the Colts in their division, that is not a place I would want to be. It's uh, missing my top player like that. They're going to have to do something. I don't like I said, AP is not going to be ready for this week. We'll see what they do moving forward. Trade deadline just happened, so you can't do anything about that. We'll see what happens from there. Rams roll over the Texans as they should. Uh, Cooper Cup is the first player in the Super Bowl era with 900-plus receiving yards, 10 receiving touchdowns in the first eight games. Those are unreal numbers. Steelers find a way to outlast the Browns. They have about a half-game lead on them because uh, they played one less game. And Big Ben is actually 24-2-1 in regular season games versus Cleveland. This was the get-back game from last year's playoffs when the Steelers got unceremoniously sent home early. And the Browns have an Odell Beckham Jr. problem. Odell Beckham Sr. posted an 11-minute video about how he's open all the time and Baker won't throw to him, including game footage. And um, LeBron James actually come out and said, hashtag free OBJ. Yeah, you don't look those up in the in the yellow pages. And you People who don't know what that is, Google that. You don't just look those up in the directory and get those two random people, your dad and LeBron James, to text like that. I think Odell Beckham wants out of Cleveland. The problem is the trade deadline just happened. The next time that he could be traded is March 16th or 13th. Somewhere in there when the league year actually starts back over. But when Kevin Stefanski was was asked about Odell Beckham Jr. today, he said he's not with the team or he's or he's off the team. And that tells you a lot. Maybe they're going to cut him loose. Maybe they've suspended him of some kind. I don't know. But it also I, I like to I like uh, I'm going to use. Something I heard Ross Tucker say earlier today. Sometimes if it stinks everywhere you go, it might be you. That may be the case with Odell Beckham. We'll have to see. Because he had the same problems with the Giants. He wanted out of there so bad, but he was doing the same things he's doing now. So, we'll see. Uh, Eagles just crushed the Lions. Just absolutely crushed them. I think that was one of the games that I completely blew. On that one. No, I actually didn't pick that one. That's a good thing. 49ers over the Bears. Really, Now, here's the thing. Even though the Bears, I, it surprised me they had three wins as well. Even though the Bears lost this game, Justin Fields looked pretty good. There's a lot of promise. There are pieces on your team that should give promise and hope. I'm very much, very much 
think the Bears are going to be in a better place next year and the end of years moving forward. 49ers, hey, Garoppolo took this game over. He rushed for two touchdowns on top of having a pretty good day. He knows he's probably auditioning for his new team, whoever that's going to be, and he put on a show. Panthers find a way to hang on to the victory over the Falcons, a.k.a. the Falcons find a way to lose to the Panthers. And thanks to the Buccaneers having problems and the Saints kind of surging, that is a jumbled mess in, in the division again. The NFC South, always one of the closest divisions. I think they're all within uh, a game of each other. In fact, can we pull that up real quick? Here we go, the NFC South. Yeah, you've got Tampa at six and two. You've got New Orleans at five and two, four and four for the Panthers, three and four for the Falcons. Yep. Everybody is within a couple games of each other. That's very much a thing. The Bills kind of get to a slow start. Then remember, oh yeah, we're the Buffalo Bills, and basically blow out the Dolphins 26 to 11. The Dolphins have all kinds of issues. Now that we know they're not going to get Deshaun Watson this year, I think that was a good call. you you got to let Tua know our faith is in you for this year. Give us a reason not to draft or not to trade for him after the season's over. Tua, it's on you. Or, like Garoppolo and like Matt Ryan, you could be auditioning for your new team, so put on a show. We know you can. We've seen you do it. Ask uh, Georgia Bulldog fans. A lot of people that listen to this show. Ask Georgia Bulldog fans about Tua putting on a show. Here's what it is. Uh, Patriots edge out the Chargers. They've actually won six straight versus the Chargers. It just seems like the Chargers are back to they can't get out of their own way. And the Patriots are rolling. Mac Jones looks really good. Justin Herbert. Having some issues. He looked a little more normal this week than he did last week, but they've got to get back in the win column because uh, they're, they're sitting at four and three. It's not the time to uh, try to coast through this league. A game I completely missed with a pick. Uh, Seattle 31, Jaguars 7. Geno Smith looked pretty good. The Jaguars, uh, they're not good. Broncos 17, Washington football team 10. It's kind of weird that you trade Von, you trade Von Miller after you win a game 17 to 10, but maybe it was at this point they realized we are uh, just hanging on this year. We don't we don't think we're going to be good enough to really make a run. We're going to make uh, some moves for next year. And the Washington football team need a quarterback badly, but they didn't try to trade for anybody, so we'll see what they're going to try to do. Maybe they go for Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo is, is going to be, because you got potentially Matt Ryan. If I'm the Falcons, I keep him. We've talked about that. Jimmy Garoppolo should be available. Um, potentially Russell Wilson. Potentially Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think you're getting any of that to go to Washington. Uh, I think Garoppolo is a guy I would think about. Saints and the Buccaneers, we talked about that. 36-27, good on the Saints. Good on the Saints. Catch the Buccaneers when you can. Slap them like that, and you did. Chiefs find a way to hang on on Monday Night Football 20-17. Man, they needed it. They needed it bad. 
uh, over the Giants. The Giants are not a bad team, but they're not really they're not good. So once again, the Chiefs needed victory. They're back to four and four. Got the go ahead field goal with a minute to go. So did what they could. Um, we'll do the picks at the end. We'll do the picks at the end. I see you guys asking about it. We'll do those at the end. Let's talk. Uh, Sox Atlanta Falcons. So they lost to Carolina. It was just a lack of execution. There was a lot of times when it's just they didn't finish the play or didn't seem to finish the thought. So they didn't. Uh, they didn't really finish the game, and that's why Carolina found a way to win. They they're going to New Orleans for 1 p.m. Fox this week. We know it's probably going to be Trevor Simeon. We saw what he could do in mop-up, or not in mop-up, but in relief duty last week. He gets a whole week to prepare for you, Atlanta. You better be on your P's and Q's. I think very much the Saints have a uh, uh, a good shot. Okay, that's not a game I pick. Yeah, I think the Saints could potentially roll this one. They may be the best team in the NFC South, and they're doing it with their technically third, but backup quarterback. Um, let's stay in the football realm. Let's go Georgia State. They had the big win over the weekend versus their rival Georgia Southern. They are now five and three all time versus the Eagles. They won twenty one to fourteen. This was a lot closer than we thought. But uh, Jam Williams twelve carries for ninety seven yards and a touchdown, including the go ahead touchdown in the contest. Tucker Craig, 16 carries for 87 yards and the two other touchdowns. They, uh, you know, they did what they did the game before this. They they tried the, the run game early. They tried to get some passes early. And whatever the opposing team is trying to stop, they were trying to stop the passing game. So they just ran it down their throat. And Georgia Southern really didn't have much of an answer for that. Uh, Blake Carroll and Deshaun Taylor both had a sack and eight t- tackles apiece. Uh, Blake Carroll also had an interception, and so did Chris Moore, who, if you want to hear a cool interview with Chris Moore, go to look up the Sports Inquirer with E. Marcel Pertut, good friend of the show, good friend of media, friend of mine as well. He had a really cool interview with him. Uh, it's about eight, ten minutes. Really cool to listen to Chris. Chris is uh very awesome guy to talk to. That means this Thursday, which is part of why I tried to make sure to get this done today, tomorrow night, it's going to be Georgia State Panthers. It's going to be the University of Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. I think it's Rage and Cajuns. I believe so. But University of Louisiana. Who is probably a top 30, top 35 team. Like I said, tomorrow night, 7.30, Thursday night football. It's going to be fantastic. You know, we'll be rocking the game here. It's going to be fun. Is Louisiana a really good team? Yes. Do I think the Panthers have a chance in this? Yes. Is it a big chance? Yes. I think getting Tucker Gregg and Jam Williams going early is the way to get at Louisiana. And if they start trying to stack the box against these guys, you start doing play action. You let Granger run a little bit, but you find Cradle, you find uh, uh, 
Jamari Thrash. You find everybody downfield. You find uh, your tight ends, Roger Carter. That's what you do. And on defense, you do what people try to do against you. You take the number one thing they try to do, whether it's passing or whether it's the rush attack, and you really go almost over the top in preventing that and make, you know, if it's running, make the quarterback beat you with his arm. If it's passing, make the running back beat you with his legs. That's what you got to do to get a victory here. I very much think they can. And definitely look forward to this game. Um, Atlanta United, they had the draw one-to-one versus Toronto, where in the 15th minute, Luis Arajo, I think I'm saying that right, got the goal. Boy, that guy's been a heck of a pickup. And in the 88th minute, once again, Atlanta couldn't hold a lead. In the 88th minute, Jordan Perusa for Toronto, who's not one of the better teams in the league, were able to uh, tie it up there and they get the draw. Now, tonight, the game they are playing right now on ESPN+, Plus. they are in New York to take on the Red Bulls. Red Bar, also not the world's best team this year. They're not world beaters. Um. But if they're able to, I think, at least get a draw, if they get a result. Otherwise, if they get a draw or a win, they are guaranteed in the playoffs. So hopefully things are going there. I believe it was 0-0 at the half when this show started. So hopefully they're doing well uh, going forward. And then that leaves their last game, Decision Sunday, if it gets down to that. Sunday they will be in Cincinnati to take on Cincinnati FC 3.30 start, ESPN Plus. Hopefully they don't need that game, but it could actually, you know, if they're already in the playoffs, it's a game that could propel them up into uh, one of the top spots because they're not going to be first, but if you're second, third, or fourth, you will get to host a playoff game, and that is something they definitely want to do. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Won their second World Series in Atlanta. I think they won one in Milwaukee or Boston. One of one of the way before most of us probably thought about it. Uh, they won last night over the Astros. Couldn't uh, couldn't have it to a, a nicer uh, bunch of bunch of uh, great people in that organization. Um, I think the parade is scheduled tentatively for Friday. You guys be safe out there and uh, enjoy that. And it's, it's just fantastic. I always say that when my teams uh, are not in it, I like the, the, the best story and or the local team uh, is who I would favor at that point. And I've already said it before. I don't like the Astros. I don't like their organization. I don't have much of a problem with most of their players, but I don't like what they did and how they basically skirted free of it. But I also like that the Atlanta Braves had a chance here because I have had all kinds of friends and especially family members that are lifelong Braves fans uh, to be so close my entire lifetime. They were always just right at the edge of winning all the time, and they only had the one for them to win the way they did last night. It was like 7 to nothing or something. The game was pretty much over from about the sixth inning. Uh, Just spectacular. Congratulations to the Braves. That leads us to the picks. Leads us to the picks. Uh, last week, I told you to take 
We're going to go college picks. I told you to take Michigan over Michigan State. Yeah, I missed that one. Good game, though. Fantastic game. Told you to take Washington State. Or no, I told you to take Arizona State over Washington State. I missed that one as well. Told you to take Boston College over Syracuse. Yep, 0 for 3. Told you to take Ole Miss over Auburn. 0 for 4. Told you to take Washington over Stanford. Oh, wait, I got one. 1 and 4. But all of those were just incredible games. Incredible games. I enjoyed the late game as much as I did the rest of them, too. Washington and Stanford, fantastic. Fantastic. Love those late games. Good way to end your Saturdays. Uh, let's go to the pros. Told you to take Atlanta over Carolina. There's 0-1. Told you to take Chicago over San Francisco. There's 0-2. Told you to take the Chargers over the Patriots. 0-3. Seattle beat the Jaguars. Told you Jaguars were going to win. That's 0-4. But wait, I said take Tennessee over Indianapolis. 1-4 again. <laughs> I've had some good weeks. I've had some up and down weeks. Hey, I'll take them, though, because... My picks get you guys talking. We get more interactions, and we really love that. And, hey, if you think my picks are garbage, tell me my picks are garbage. If you like my picks or you're entertained by them, great. If it, nothing else, these entertain you, then I have done what I wanted to do. College picks for this week. Army is at Air Force. This is 1130, special start time, CBS game. I know Air Force is favored in this, but give me... No, you know what? I've seen Army play this year, and Army is really good. Army is actually the favorite, I believe. Give me, give me Air Force. A really good friend of mine, and uh, and uh, one of my favorite family members spent some time in the Air Force. Well, I will go Air Force versus Army. Uh, that that will I I have some friends that that uh, serve time in the army as well. I'm sure I'll catch crap for that, but I don't care. Give me Air Force, Georgia Tech at Miami, 12:30 kickoff, ESPN three. Give me the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Give me the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. That's going to make a few people happy, a few other people not so much. Give me the Yellow Jackets in this one. Now uh, they've been pretty. Good for the most part this year. The record may not necessarily reflect that, but give me Georgia Tech. Penn State at Maryland, 330 on FS1. Give me little Tagovailoa. It's not that little, but little brother. Maryland over Penn State. I think it's going to be really good, but I think as good as Penn State was early, they have come back down to earth a little bit. And I think Maryland, who is is playing pretty good, pretty good here lately, I think Maryland's going to get it. Um, number 13, Auburn at number 14, Texas A&M. That's a 3:30 CBS game. It's one of the few games that have two two ranked teams playing each other. But give me Texas A&M in the slight upset, only because they're ranked one one spot lower. Give me Texas A&M. And my late game. This is a fun one. San Jose State at Nevada. It's 10 p.m. FS2 game. Give me San Jose State. Just for the simple fact that I've seen them play in a bowl game. And that was like five years ago. But, hey, I've seen them play in a bowl game. 
why not? I had to pick one or the other. Uh, San Jose State. So I'll go over those real quick, then we'll talk pro picks. Take Air Force over Army. Take Georgia Tech over Miami. Take Texas A&M over Auburn. Take Maryland over Penn State. And take San Jose State over Nevada. We'll see how that goes. Pro picks. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, to me, is going to rebound. Cleveland's having an Odell Beckham Jr. issue. Um, I don't think his friend Jarvis Landry is going to make it any better. He's going to try, but I just I don't see it. So give me Cincinnati in the 1 o'clock CBS game. Also a 1 o'clock CBS game. It just depends on your market. New England at Carolina. I think Carolina is showing that they are a lot better than you think they are. But, you know, the big win they had this week was against the Falcons, and they scored 19 points on them. It's a weird number. Give me Mac Jones and New England on the road to pick up the victory there. Uh, the 1 p.m. Fox game, probably not in this area, but uh, Minnesota at Baltimore. Minnesota, Minnesota showed that they are a uh, middle-of-the-pack team. They're going to be right on the edge of the playoffs. Not sure if they're going to lean in or, or lean out of them. Uh, Baltimore has been pretty good for the most part, but they have uh, been stifled a couple weeks here and there. I'm going to say Minnesota in the upset because it's just more fun of a pick. I think at some point Baltimore is going to rebound, but I think Minnesota is a little ticked off that they lost to Cooper Rush when they should have won that game. Uh, The Thursday night football game tomorrow night is, which will also be on another, it'll be on another screen here. The New York Jets are going to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts have done a couple things here and a couple of decent things here and there. The Jets are not the world's best team, but hey, Mike White is starting. So, and Indianapolis has some issues. A lot of it has to do with the injuries that they've sustained, and that just seems to be a, a common practice all the way back to the Andrew Luck days. Give me the Jets. Why not? Give me the Jets in a weird, upset, quirky game. These Thursday games, these these short turnarounds, most of the time favor the team that you think would normally not do much. Give me, give me the Jets. And then Sunday night football. Pick this before I knew about Derrick Henry. Tennessee at the Rams. This is before <laughs> the Vaughn Miller trade, too. Uh, I... I I just don't think this is close. Tannehill's going to try but without a, a big back, running back like that to, to take over things as Derrick Henry is. Give me the L.A. Rams on Sunday night. So to recap, take Cincinnati at home over Cleveland. Take New, New England on the road over Carolina. Take Minnesota on the road versus Baltimore. The Jets on Thursday night football versus take them over the Colts. And take the Rams over Tennessee on Sunday night. Now, appreciate you guys tuning in to another edition of That Sports Show. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. <laughs>